Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. We are thankful. We are grateful. This afternoon, we thank you for the opportunity you have given us to be in your presence. Holy Spirit, teach us, minister to us. You are the greatest teacher. Therefore, we avail our hearts to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated. Today, we want to continue our message on tithe or tithing and we are teaching from a wonderful book that the bishop has written why non-tithing Christians become poor and how tithing Christians can become rich I see you becoming rich as you tithe Amen. Do you like the message that we are sharing? Or you don't like talking about tithe? We always have to talk about the things that are in the scriptures. Everything. We are a full gospel church. Amen. Now I just want to draw your attention to the fact that the God we serve seem to demonstrate a special interest in a small portion of everything that he gives us. Everything that God gives us, he seemed to have an interest in a small portion of that thing. He sets this apart and declares it wholly unto himself. And he does not want us to touch it. Do you understand? For example, he planted a beautiful garden for a couple and he gave the garden to them and he says, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But the, free, the tree of the knowledge of truth of evil, good and evil, thou shalt not eat of that tree. He says, of all the trees that are in the garden, you are free to eat. But then he separates one. He says, don't eat it. He seemed to always have some interest in some small portion of what he gives you. And he sets us apart. Within the nations of the world, he chooses one nation, one small nation, of all the nations of the world, and sets us apart and says, this is a nation that is holy unto me. And he calls them my people. Why this nation? It is his choice. Why this tree? It is his choice. And even within the nation, he sets them up 12 tribes. And within that 12 tribes, he chooses one, and he says, I set this tribe holy unto me. 
and the people from this tribe, they are holy unto me. And he wants them to be set aside like that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? This is the God that we serve. He sets things and he sets it apart. He gives us so much and he sets something apart for himself. He gives us all the days of the week. Seven days of the week. And then he sets one day, just one day. And he says it to be holy unto himself. He says, give me this day. Worship me. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And then you choose that day. You choose that day. You see, this is God. And he has interest in that small portion of the things that he gives us. But we also as human beings, on the other hand, seem to always develop certain interests in that small portion that God sets apart for himself. We always are interested in that small portion that we say, we can't give you that. We can't give you that. He's giving you seven days and he says use six days use six days to work use six days to go to school use six days to go to school and work you can do whatever you want but one day just that one day i said it holy unto me come and worship me and then you choose that particular day you say those days i will choose for my classes that's the day that i will use for my classes i will use that day for my laundry I will use that day for my cooking. So I can come and worship you. Why do you want that day? That's the only day that I have for me also to rest. And you want me to give it to you? No. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And unfortunately for us, we carry this behavior, we extend this behavior also onto the money, the small portion of the money that he says, I set this holy unto me. And it belongs to me. In Leviticus, Leviticus 27, verse 29, he says, Leviticus 27 and verse 29. He says, None devoted who shall be devoted of men shall be redeemed, but shall surely be put to death. No, I, I think um, I'm reading. 30, verse 30. Is it verse 30? And all the tithes of the land, whether of the seed of the land, or of the fruit of the tree, is the loss. It is holy unto the Lord. It is holy unto the Lord. We human beings also have developed interest. Just as God has developed interest in small portions of things, we have also developed, we have changed our taste now, and developed interest to also want to take that small portion that God sets for himself. We seem to always be anxious 
and curious that this portion will make a difference in my life. Why does God want this? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's amazing that when God wants us, when God wants us not to touch something, that is the first thing that we are developing interest in touching. We want to touch that thing. When he says, don't touch this tree, this is the first tree that is beautiful to our eyes. We seem to always have that curiosity. Why are they holding this from me? If they say, of all the rooms that are in this building, you are free to enter. You can enter into all the rooms in the building, but that room in that corner, don't go there. Then you begin to wonder, what is in that room that they don't want me to go there? I have to find out what is in that room. You see? What is in that room? There must be something that is going to make a difference in my life. That is in that room. I believe if I can add this 10%, my life will be okay. Francis, do you understand the word of God? What is in that room? You see, we seem to have that curiosity. When you are coming in and the ashes say, you can sit anywhere in this chair, but here, we don't want anyone to... You want Why? Why? I want to sit here. That's why I want to sit. That is where I want to sit. Why? (laughs) Who is so special that this is reserved for? I'm so, so special. You see, and you feel that if you sit any one of these, you are not going to be special. But the one that they say, don't touch. That is the one that you are interested in touching. You understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. It is amazing that we can't seem to keep our hands off God's holy things. We can't seem to reserve certain holy things unto the Lord. And we are curious. We always feel that that can make a difference in our lives. That which he's restoring from us can make a difference in our lives. Amen. And unfortunately, as we seem to develop this curiosity and interest, we do not do this without consequences also. There are consequences. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's not just your curiosity to touch these things, but there are consequences. If God sets a nation aside and he says, this nation is holy unto me and nobody should touch that nation, that small nation becomes everyone's target. All the people that are around that nation, they be, it becomes their target. They want to touch that nation. They want to take that piece of land. They want that small land. 
and it's not without consequences. Anyone who rises up against that nation that God has set for himself as holy, if you rise up against that nation, there are consequences. When he sets his people apart and he says, this person, I've set him apart as a priest, holy unto me. Don't touch him. And you also rises up and you touch him. There are consequences. There are consequences. There are consequences. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. There are consequences. We develop interest in the small portions, the small things. The small things that God says. He gives you managers, bosses, supervisors, all kinds of people to lead you. But that one priest, you, you target that one priest. You, you, your target is that one priest. Calling him all kinds of things. There are a lot of thieves at your job. There are a lot of thieves around, but you can't seem to find them. But you think that this thing that God has set for himself. (laughs) And they are not, they don't go without consequences. Do you understand? As we extend ourselves so much now that we touch that small portion of money that God set as holy unto himself. And we feel that. Without that, I mean, we feel that this 10% is too much for God. It's too much to give to God. And we feel that it is going to make so much difference if we can just not give that 10%. It will make such a huge difference in our lives. So, for instance, someone is earning, say, 50000 And you say, it's too much to give 10% to the Lord. So the Lord says, okay, now I'm going to give you 55,000 so that, you know, you don't feel it. And then you say, now it's too much again to give that 10% to you. So he says, okay, let me give you 75,000 so that you will not feel it. Now it's too much. You see, we always feel that that small portion, it makes a lot of difference in our lives that we cannot give to God. No matter how much he gives you, you tend to have interest. Can I get a little volume, please? Amen. So, it doesn't go without consequences. Whether it's of a tree, whether it's of a nation, whether it's of a person, a priest, whether it is of the day of a week, or whether it is your money, it doesn't go without consequences if you touch it. And some of the consequences are what we are learning. Some of these consequences are what we are learning. Do you understand? And so far we have gone through a few of these consequences. Number one, we said non-titus become poor because they have nothing to harvest. They have nothing to harvest. They have sown the wind and they will reap the wind. Amen. They have nothing to harvest. The next one we say non-tithers become poor because they do not attract blessings on their lives. They do not attract blessings on their lives. 
We shared a lot on these things. And we learned from the story of Job that we need blessings in our lives. We need blessings in various aspects of our lives. Various areas of our lives need blessings. Amen. And the thing about blessings is that you will not really know them until you count them. Do you understand? You will not know them. You will not see them until you count them. Amen. You see, blessings are not only dramatic things that happen in your life. Do you understand? But you have to identify them. That is why someone composed a song and say, count your blessings and name them one by one. And he says, when you do that, it will surprise you what the Lord has done. The reason why so many people don't have testimonies is because we don't count our blessings. We don't count our blessings. Now, when you have something, you don't seem to know the blessing until that thing is taken from you. Do you understand? Until that thing is taken from you. When you go through nursing school and you graduate and you pass your exam, you know, you think it's, you have done well, you know, and things have worked well for you. But if you were in a situation where you were kicked out of the nursing program, then you will appreciate if they were to call you back and say, come and finish and complete, then you will see that God has done a great thing for me. Do you understand? Then you say, God has done a great thing for me. Amen. If, God forbid, you were, you see, you are healthy, you know, you, nothing is wrong. You go to, for your physicals. They say you have excellent blood pressure. You don't have diabetes. You don't have thyroid disease. You don't have kidney problems. You don't have ulcer. You don't have this. You don't have that. You don't have any of these illnesses that trouble people. You know, you come out feeling good. And you don't come to give a testimony. Do you understand? But if they were to give you a diagnosis, they were to give you a diagnosis, do you understand? And then you came to church. And then we prayed. And then you go back and they said, the diagnosis that we gave you, because when they gave you the diagnosis, you are depressed. When we called for the prayer meeting, you came quickly. Then you go back and they say, the diagnosis that we gave you, we can't seem to find it in your blood work. Then you say, the Lord has done great things in my life. Faithful is he who call it, who is also able to perform it. Give glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> then you come and give testimony. So, the way blessings are, you have to count them. It's a blessing to be admitted to college. It's a blessing to be able to go through college and finish and have a career. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to have a job. You see, you have no idea the position that you are in, how many people want that position. 
You have no idea. But if your boss, for instance, was to reveal to you, show you all the applications that they receive, all the resumes that they receive concerning your position, and they show you and they say, we don't know why we chose you. There were so many applicants who qualified more than you, whose accents were better than yours, whose, I mean, they, 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 they went to better school than you. But for some reason, we felt we wanted to work with you. Then you say, the Lord has done great things. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So blessings as they are, you have to count them. You have to count them before you can really see what the Lord has done for you. And everyone needs blessings. Hallelujah. We also shared that non-tithers become poor because they are cursed. I think I shared a lot of things about curses in the beginning. And so we, I want you to listen to that one. And you'll be blessed. Amen. The next one, it says, Non-tithers become poor because devourers constantly eat their wealth. Non-tithers become poor. People who do not pay tithe, they become poor because devourers constantly eat their wealth. When you don't pay tithe, when you are a Christian who does not tithe, you expose your wealth to devourers. You expose your earnings, your wages to devourers. They devour your wages, your earnings. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 11, he says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in a field, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. He says, I will rebuke the devourer. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. The Lord will rebuke the devourer because of you. Amen. Amen. There are some of you, you come from homes, you don't pay your tithe. But someone is in the house and he rebukes the devourer because of that person and he covers you. You see, in the Job story, we realize that he says that he will build a hedge about you and about everything and on every side concerning you. So some of you, some people's ties have covered you. Some people's ties have built a hedge around you. Amen. God says he will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. You are wondering why you don't pay your tithe, but you still keeping your job. Continue going on. Someone will start paying his tithe, and you realize that his hedge that was around you has been removed. You're on your own. You expose yourself to the devourer. Amen. Now the devourer, the Hebrew word that is translated devourer means eater. He will eat what belongs to you. That means when you earn, the devourer will eat it. He's called the eater. (laughs) Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So when the devourer is released on you, It eats out your wealth. It eats out what belongs to you. Hallelujah. 
when a devourer is released on you, you lose certain things that you cannot under- explain. You, 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 they seem to just go like that. You wear an expensive dress, a nice, beautiful dress. You wear it very beautiful. You save it for this particular occasion. Someone's wedding is coming. Six months ahead, you have found this beautiful, expensive. In fact, you save towards that dress. And then you bought it. And then you took it to the wedding. And at the dinner, as they are having, oil comes and drop on the dress. Right here. Right here. That dress. And then you take it to the cleaners. They do everything. They say they can't get it out. One cleaner promises say, I can get it out. By the time she's done with the thing, the whole place has changed from yellow is white. The devourer has eaten up. You need to buy another one. <laughs> or you wear nice suit. Nice suit. And then the oil. You know, it will not come down here. You know, right here, the lapel. You know, right here, then it just drops there. You say you will not pay your tie. Have you not realized that? You wear a nice tie. Nice tie. And then you seem to be very careful. You are eating. Pick, the oil drops. How? How? And then it's gone. It's gone. Hallelujah. You see, you don't pay your tithe. The devourer will be released on you. The devourer comes upon you. Amen. You buy some nice cutler, I mean, a nice plate. Special guest occasions only. You release them on occasion. Very expensive. You put on layaway. And you paid and paid and paid. And finally, you have brought them home. So you have this special guest. You say you won't pay your tithe. <laughs> you have this special guest. And you release the plates. And then they enjoy you. you as you're serving with the place, you feel good about yourself. You know, you see, they, they pick it up. You see the quality. The quality. Look, there are places and there are places. I hope you know that. The 99 cent store place, they are not the same. You feel the engraving on the plates, the, 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 the heaviness. The, you can see that these are plates. Do you understand? And then they finish and then you know, you, you, you feel that they are living with an impression. And then as they leave, you go back, you know, your kitchen, you are just cleaning them. You have some songs still playing. And then, and then, the plate is broken. You don't know how. You know, a light touch, like just a gentle touch, the plate is broken. And you can't understand. You're looking for crazy glue. Crazy glue. Or your children are washing the place and it breaks. They are washing 
and it breaks. And you are angry. These children, they are wasting my money. These children, you will kill me. I can't continue to waste my money. It's not the children. It is you. You don't pay your tithe. And the devourer has been released. And you are angry at the children. You are angry at the children. Begin to pay your tithe. You see, the children will drop it. It will not break. You say you will not pay your tithe. And you are angry at them. Yelling at them. That they will kill you. They are not going to kill you. Amen. The devourer, when it's released on you, 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 you are preparing Sunday. You are ironing your nice dress. You don't even want the iron to touch it because you're using the steam. And then just as you come here, the iron touch, and then the whole the thing comes out. The dress, it takes out. It's, and then you stand there for five minutes looking at the dress. How can that happen? You are wondering. You, 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 you know you, you selected the right temperature, but how can that happen? When the devourer is released on you, it will eat up. It will eat up. Or you are ironing your shirts nicely, iron. You turn the one side, iron. You turn the other side, iron. The devourer is wicked, eh? You will make you finish. And then you are left with this, only this side, you are done. And then you put the iron, poop. it's burnt. Brown. Brown. Oh, you have not seen this before. You will not pay your tithe. The devourer will be released on you if you don't pay your tithe. He said, when it's released on you, he eat up. He's an eater. What you have gained, what you have, he eats it. And then you have to replace them. You have to replace them. Do you understand? You are doing your laundry. You have selected the colors. Dark colors, light colors, and white. Separate. You are washing them. And then you finish, and then you save the white ones for last. But for some reason, some red socks sneak into the white clothes. Some red socks sneaks. You don't know how that happened. It is you who is doing the laundry. You selected the things. You separated them. But some red socks folded like this, sneaks into the white clothes. And by the time you finish the laundry, all the white clothes are red. <laughs> it has soaked the thing properly for you. You will not pay your tithe. The devourer will eat it. I said the devourer will eat it. Amen. The devourer will eat it. People make their braids. You also go and do your braids. Hundred and twenty-five dollars. And they charge you. And then 12 days, after 12 days, you look in your mirror. You say, how? And then you come to ask the sister, sister, how long have you had your brace? You say, oh, this is the sixth week. Ah! Sixth week. And it's looking nice, smelling nice, beautiful as if she just did it yesterday. But you also have to take it off again and do another one. After 12 days. $125. This one, $60. And it's still going six weeks. Looking nice, smelling nice, beautiful, shiny. Oh. 
You will not pay your tithe. You will not pay your tithe. You will go to the beauty parlor and do your hair. And it's very nice. And the moment you step out, you are in the middle of Grand Concourse and the rain starts. You don't have an umbrella. Where is your umbrella? You look in your bag. The bus is not coming. No roof. And then you are standing in the rain. You just finished doing your hair. Sixty dollars. The devourer. He will eat up your. He will eat it up. He will eat it up. You will not pay your tithe. The devourer will eat it up for you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Sometimes you wonder why somebody's microwave has been there all these years. And you have gone through three microwaves already. You have gone through three microwaves already. You bought a vacuum cleaner. You are using the vacuum cleaner. They give you, you say you bought extra warranty. And you pay for extra warranty. And then you are using the, micro, uh, the washer, uh, the vacuum cleaner every week. Nicely. Three days after the warranty expires. Now the, micro, the, washer, the vacuum cleaner is not working anymore. Three days after the warranty has expired. It's not working. Exactly three days. After it expired, you will not pay your tithe. He says, The devourer, he says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. You see, it's not a matter of how much you earn, but it is the devourer that is rebuked that will determine how much you retain. Do you understand what I'm saying? That will determine how much you retain. When the devourer is rebuked, you realize that it's not because you are earning so much, but it looks as if when you buy when you buy something, it lasts for so long and it looks so nice. And it keeps working. Because the devourer is rebuilt. The devourer is rebuilt. Amen. The devourer is rebuilt. Amen. So you seem to retain what belongs to you. Hallelujah. It seems to retain what belongs to you. The devourer, he will always cause you to waste. When it's released on you, he will cause you to waste. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You go to the store and you see on a sale rack, see this dress. You, you are going to the store, you are, going, you are traveling, you are going to look for some small suitcase to pack your things. And as you are going to the suitcase area, you see this rack. 60% extra off. And then you say, mm, 60% extra. And then you walk to them. You get the luggage. And then as you are going to pay for the luggage, 60% off. So if 60% extra that means they say 40% off, extra 60% off. That's 100%. Let me go. 100%. And then you go back to the sale rack. Then you see this dress. The dress, you see, when you get there, the devourer has placed it where you can see it. And it's your right size. It is your size. Your favorite color. And it's your size. So you, you pick it up. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. 
And then you look at it. But let me just go and try it. Let me just feel good about myself. I'm not buying it. Then you go to the dressing room. You go to the dressing room and it fits you. I mean, you look at yourself. It fits you. It doesn't need alteration. It's a that size. And then immediately, plans for that dress comes. Do you understand? But then you are determined. You say, I just came here to buy. I'm not buying this. So you take it off. Then you go and hang it back. Let me go and pay for my bag and go. And as you are standing in the line, then you begin to think, mm, distress. <laughs> then it's like three people before you and then you are almost paid and you are gone. And then the next one, the, this person is in front of you. As soon as this person is your turn, mm, then you turn back. <laughs> Let me go and I'll bring it back. I will just go and try it home and then I'll return it. Then you go and pick it up. The devourer is set on you. I said the devourer has been released upon you. Amen. And it will cause you to waste. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It will cause you. That is why you have so many useless things. Useless expenditures. Useless things in your closet. That you don't need. Do you understand? It's not because you have it. You know you don't have it like that. But the devourer is released upon your life. Amen. It's as if you make money and you put it, as the Bible describes it, in a bag of holes. Look at Haggai. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 6. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 6. It says, you have sown much and bring in little. You have sown much, but what you bring in is so small. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. You earn wages, but you put it in a bag of holes. So you put your money in your bag, but as if there are holes. So you are working so much, but you don't seem to have anything because the devourer is released upon your life. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Because the devourer is released upon your life. And you don't seem to retain anything. You don't seem to retain anything. One day I'm going to share something about sales in this country. These expenditures and all of those things. Credit cards and I'm going to share some things with you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. The next verse says, verse 7, that saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. You say you will not pay tithe. Consider your ways. I've said this holy unto me, but that is what you are using. Consider your ways. I've set a day holy unto me, but that is the day you choose for your things. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. He says, Ye look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. When you bring your salary on, at home, you bring it home, I blow upon it. 
and it's gone. Why? Say the Lord of hosts, because of mine house that is waste, and he ran every man unto his own house. So you are wasting, and it's because you are not honoring what the Lord has set aside as holy unto himself. Is somebody understanding the word of God this afternoon? Number five, he says, because the fruits of their field are constantly destroyed. Number five, non-tithers become poor because the fruits of their field are constantly destroyed. Are constantly destroyed. Malachi chapter 3 verse 11, again, he says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. He shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Hallelujah. The devourer shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Senseless loss of what you have worked for. Senseless loss of what you have toiled for. He says, it destroyed. It is destroyed. The fruit of your ground is destroyed by the destroyer. Amen. You see, the loss of the destroyer is very painful. That is the difference between the devourer and the destroyer. The devourer, it seemed you can reason with it. You know, I just turned the iron too hard, and that's why it burned it. I was just not careful. That is why I soiled my dress. And you seem to rationalize it. Do you understand? That is the devourer. But the destroyer, when it destroys the fruit of your ground, it's very painful. It's very painful. You bought a house and you are almost paid. You, you finish paying the house and fire comes to consume the house. That is very painful and it destroys it. Senselessly. You can't explain it. Do you understand? You cannot explain it. That is a destroyer. You raise a child. You put in all you can in a child. And the child just goes to college. The child comes back drug addict. Because of the destroyer. The fruit of your ground. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? It is very painful. It is very painful. It says the difference between the destroyer and the devourer is that the destroyer removes your wealth in a painful and mindless fashion. It is more painful to see the destroyer at work because there is no sense in the loss that you experience. Amen. Amen. Begin to pay your tithe and you'll be released from the destroyer. You'll be, you'll, you'll be protected from the destroyer. Hallelujah. I say you will be protected from the destroyer. Amen. The destroyer destroys what you have worked for. Painfully destroys it. Hallelujah. The next one, it says, non-tithers become poor because they lose their fruits before they get a chance to harvest. They lose their fruits before they get a chance to harvest. Again, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 11, it says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Neither shall your vine, neither shall your vine cast her fruit 
before the time in the field. When, when the, the devourer is rebuked, when you pay your tithe and the devourer is rebuked, the destroyer is rebuked, you will not cast your fruit before your time. Amen. Amen. You will not cast your fruit before your time. That means you will not struggle, for instance, struggle to go through nursing school, struggle and struggle and struggle the difficult exams. You've taken all these difficult examinations. You have gone through all of these nights that you did not sleep, hours of studying. And then you finish, you know, you are going for clinical rotations and a small medical error, they drive you out of the program. Small mistake like that. Small mistake. Meanwhile, someone will make that same mistake and the person doesn't even know that he has made that mistake and his, her preceptors or his preceptors do not even identify or see it. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You are wondering, you say, how could I have made that mistake? You say, the medication said oxycodone. But you, you can... You can Promise yourself you know in your heart that what you read was not as a codon, but it was as a content. And that is what you gave. You don't know what it is. Don't worry. It's something. It's a medicine. Some type of medication. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And you see, you, 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 you feel that, no, some, you, then you are saying that there are something that is behind me. You know that the, 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 the number seven people are behind me. The number eight people are behind me. The, no one is behind you. It is the devourer who is set against you. You say, I know I saw the medication that I, I, I saw it. And I checked it. And this was what it was. But it was wrong. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So, you see, someone made the same error. Someone did the same thing. But that is why I say, for blessings, you will not know until you count them. You will not know until you count them. You will not even know that because of your tithe, you made this mistake, but no one even saw it. The Lord covered your mistakes for you. Yes. The Lord covered your mistake. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you, but you will never be kicked out from a program. I say you will never be kicked out from the program. That will never be your story. Hallelujah. That will never be your story. You cast your fruit, you cast your, the vine cast the fruit before their time. They have called you for your dream job interview. For a dream job. You wanted this job so badly all your life. This is the kind of job you want. And they called you for an interview. You don't have money, but you have struggled to buy some nice black suit. Nice ladies' white shirt for the interview. And you have found yourself some nice briefcase. You have never held one before, but you have bought one for the interview. And the day before the interview, they call you and they cancel. They say, we don't need that position anymore. We don't need that position anymore. May that never be your story. I say, may that never be your story. Hallelujah. That you cast, your, your vine cast its fruit before time. You will never have that story. Amen. When they call you for an interview, you go for the interview. 
and you have that job. Amen. Because the devourer is rebuilt concerning you. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding the word of God this, this afternoon? Yeah. Two weeks before your wedding. You have planned your wedding. You have planned everything. Perfect. Even when we receive the invitation cards, we look at them, we can imagine the kind of wedding we are coming to. Just the quality of the invitation card. You have planned everything. Perfect. Nice. Wedding gown. Veil. Everything is planned out, taught off. You know, the reception, the dance, you have practiced the dance. Do you understand? And then, two weeks before, you and your beloved are having a discussion about the reception. The kind of songs. He says, no, 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 I don't want these songs in the wedding. He says, why? I want them to be played. These are some of my favorites. He says, no, 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 no. I have planned this wedding all these years. and I have thought of it. It's my dream wedding. And I knew how I wanted it. And you are, you, and the, he's bringing new ideas of things that you have planned for about five years since you made your mind that when the man comes, these are the things that you are going to do. And then he's changing it. Two weeks before the time. You have five years of planning before you find a beloved. Now he's trying to change it. And then the argument comes. You see, all this while that you are trying to beloved those this person, courting and knowing the person, you are like this. You know, on your right leg. Right leg. Because you have a left leg. It's not good. And you want this man to marry you. So this leg, he will never see it. And then you have tried one and a half years that you have met this man. Every time he says something, oh, okay, honey, oh, it's okay. Is that what you want? Oh, we do it. Is that what? Oh, yes. I flow. I will flow. Is that what you Oh, yes. You have stood on that right leg all these years. One and a half years. And then two weeks. Something just comes. You said, no, 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 no. Here, 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 here. I have another one. You don't know me well, huh? The man said, hey, what is this? Where is this coming from? Hey, who is this? <laughs> you say, who is this? And I know we're expecting something different. Who is this? This is me. You don't know who you're dealing with. We are having it this way. This is, it's about to say, hey, is that how it is? Look, everyone who is married, you will find out that there is a left leg. Everyone, male and female. There's a left leg. But we try. We want to marry. But you can't stand on that left leg sometimes. And this time, the leg just sticks out a little bit. <laughs> Two weeks before the wedding, the man goes home. He sends you a text message. He says, <laughs> I am done. I am done. Two weeks before the wedding. Two weeks before the wedding. Very painful. Very painful. 
your wedding gown. You go and look at your wedding gown. It is there. The veil. The invitations. The banquet hall. The planning, the imaginations. The dance. Even the song for the wedding. When you hear it now, you are angry. Your favorite song has become your worst song in your life. You are angry when you hear it. Honeymoon plans, honeymoon shopping. You have everything set up. Two weeks before the wedding. Then it comes now, you have to tell your friends. What are you going to tell them? How are you? What is the reason? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But that will never be your story. I said, that will never be your story. May the devourer be rebuked as you pay your tithe. May the hedge be around you. May the covering of God be around you. He said, the blessings of God will make you rich. It will not be a sorrow added. There will never be sorrow added to that blessing. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will keep you. You're going and you're coming. He said, there will be a hedge around you. Like Job, let there be a hedge around you. Concerning everything that belongs to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us keep our hands off the things of God. Let us keep our hands off the holy things that God has set for himself. Let us stay away from it. And trust him. Trust him. The Bible said that he gave the garden. He gave it to them. He, he built a garden. And he says, of all the trees that are in the garden, they are good for food. You can eat them. And God knows. He says, he looked at it and he said, this is good. This is good for man. If you can stick to what I've given you, it's good for you. It's good for you and it's sufficient. Sufficient for you. Hallelujah. Let us keep our hands off the holy things that belong to God. And he will sustain you. He will add to you. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Let us bring the service to a close. Father, we are thankful. We are grateful, Lord. Thankful and grateful for your word this afternoon. Lord, forgive us for the holy things that you have trampled over. Father, forgive us for the holy things that we have touched. For the holy things that we have misused. Lord, we pray for forgiveness. We come before you, O God, with a heart of repentance. Lord, forgive our sins. Cleanse us and purify us. We pray, Lord, if there's anything in our lives that prevents us, oh God, from setting apart the holy things that belong to you, Lord, may you remove them from our lives in the name of Jesus. Any challenge, any difficulty that makes it so hard for us even to pay our tithe. Lord, we pray. Deliver us from that difficulty in the name of Jesus. That the blessings of God shall come upon your people in the name of Jesus. That the blessings of God shall reign upon your people. That the hedge shall be around us in the name of Jesus. For we say that 
wealth of Job was increased because there was a hedge run about him. We are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. Now with all eyes closed and every head bow, if there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again, you've not given your life to Jesus, you are not saved, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. If that is your prayer this afternoon, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. With all eyes closed and every head bow, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Christ as my Savior. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone who wants to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Is there anyone here? Do not leave this place without receiving Christ. Is there anyone here like that? Hallelujah. Why don't let us pray? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for calling us to be a part of this great kingdom. We pray, Lord, that you will give us the grace to continue to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Reverend Bright and Kuma, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.